welcome to Bitstall, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hello. So, Trevor, I thought this week, as we sometimes do, we'd take a break from improvising video game ideas. Yes. And instead would uh, have a little bit of a talk, a bit of a chat, a bit of a discussion... Uh, about some of the games we've been playing, mm. um, particularly some of the more dark webbier games that we oh, so you know, tend to come across. So you don't want me to say Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom? No, no. Nor Fortnite. Um, nor Fortnite, Okay. No. What uh, about- I'm thinking some of the more obscure- What about Castle Week? Castle Week? Yes. Don't know that one. Do you want to, is it something you've been playing? Do you want to- <laughs> so, Castle yeah. Week is Castle Week is, 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 is a, a game build. where you don't build. No, you you you. It's all catapults, and you're trying to take down a castle, and you've got about seven days to do it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, well, I've been playing the uh, Legend of the Welder Tits of the Kingdom. Yes, this is why we don't um, just come up with these things on the spot because we're horrible at it yeah we're we're really bad at improvising so we will just we'll just give our honest opinion of some games we've been exactly um do you want to go first sure um i've been playing a little game called super sexy business pinball yes i love this game it's so cool so it's super sexy like it's it's super sexy in a non-sexual way. Exactly. It's sexy in the in the way I think they've just it's sort sexy of used as it as Chrome always is. Chrome is just the sexiest. Well, that exactly yeah. the ball yes. is just yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like they've used it as a prefix, kind of like you know, hyper you know, Super Street Fighter hyper mode or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this is super sexy business pinball. Yeah, because what's sexier and what than I- business? Well, that's it. It's business. It's business time. Gonna play pinball because it's business time. So, yeah, what I love is it is a pinball game, but um, it's sort of one of these, like, endless endless pinball uh, tables. Yep. Where, as you go up, you're being promoted. You're being promoted up in this company, and you are having to, at each level, hit the right things in that particular area to complete your job requirements. Yeah, I really, really like the uh, the doing the taxes mini game. That was that was really cool. Making sure that yeah, well, payroll was completed. That's it, and and you know I love the the metaphors that they bring in for as you get overworked, like you hit a multi ball and then you're juggling yeah. so many different things at once, and, and you, you know you. You burn out. Like, that's literally what, what, that's what it. they call it. When, yeah. you, when you drop all the balls, you burn out. Like, it's burnout. You, you, you know, have to take some time off and. Yeah. And that, that drops your balance of your, like, cause you don't have lives in this game. You've got annual leave balance. Oh, annual leave balance. Well, and, and mud. Like, yeah, they, they use essentially your, uh, you know, your salary. And, and as you drop a, drop a ball, as you lose a ball down the, down the center, that's essentially you passing time without working like that's you spending money that you spend the money then and you go home and they've got some fun little animations with your ball going home to you know your little book chrome ball family and making dinner and <laughs> doing different things uh which is where some of the customization comes in i love all the little suits and stuff that they've got for your ball 
um, all the different, you know, variations uh, to dress up your ball. Yeah. Which yeah. is just cool. Um, one of the things I I found quite interesting is the the longer the day goes, the the further the space seems to seems to actually be where the ball can actually fall down yes. because the paddles yes. are obviously you know you you're burning the candle at both ends as it were and you and you're That's overworking it. again a metaphor for yeah for for working too late you're getting too tired you're going to make more mistakes you need to you need to go home you need to to stop uh and yeah. so it does make it harder to to keep that ball in play but, as but it were. the the great thing is like if you finish your tasks for the day like you can actually you can hit that final switch and then that's where the lights get turned off on the on the machine and you get to go home without losing another another life yeah that's well not it. life sorry uh, uh, well losing your annual leave balance because they take it off well here. yes exactly yeah yeah you, you haven't burned out you've just done your job efficiently yeah uh, and the more times you can do that the more likely you are to ascend to the next you know level of yeah. management essentially uh, and the goal of course becoming to to be the CEO of of this whole company, where it literally becomes easy mode, and you've got, just got these this massive, massive um, like flipper. It's just one flipper, and it covers the it's whole just bottom. One and flipper just, that covers the whole bottom. Flips, that's it. Flips up everywhere. It just and- bangs you into the money bumpers. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So you can use your, you can choose to use your money as you get higher and higher. Your excess money, yeah, to extend the length of the flippers, extend yeah. the bumpers, and and make the other extend the flippers, make the other bumpers give you more money uh, because you've got more capital there to you know invest and 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 make more. Um, I I found it really cool that you could actually choose in the middle, like if you if you did certain loops and things, loops yeah. and stuff like that, you could actually move on to a different table where, where you decided to, like, start your own business. So, you start with a very, like, very bland table, but you can yeah, gradually build a vast table. Yeah. yeah, well, that's actually an interesting mode because uh, instead of just- Instead of just immediately, like, going up the ranks in promotion, it's more about building up your table. Yeah. And so, it is very- Essentially, the first day, there's just flippers- and like one tiny little bumper at the top mm-hmm. to output a little bit of money, but then you can invest that money back into the business to put additional bumpers and loops and combos and things on your table. And you have yeah, building it's, the it's, table up over time. They actually gave a good reason to have a creative mode in this, like, and it was part of the normal game. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was actually a branching choice that you can make to find the creative mode. Yeah, that, I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I really, really loved this game. I thought it was so super cool. Uh, yeah. And- I thought it was a really great idea. Yeah. It's always nice to add sort of a uh, a, a narrative spin almost to, to pinball. You know, you mm. wouldn't think it is always possible, but uh, it's good. It, w- it would be good on a- on a handheld, uh, because you can use your like the bumpers on the back, the, the bumpers for actual your bumpers, slippers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So we're going to talk about cantankerous booty of love. Uh, yeah, okay, this- Yeah. Yeah. We definitely do. Yeah. We definitely do. Um, so, this is- how, how do we put this nicely? It's it's a love game about pirates and, you know, a cantankerous sort of um, pirate looking for love in all the wrong places because all the wrong desert islands. Desert islands. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah essentially, uh, I-, I love how- 
yeah, the, the the guys that they put it under of you you keep rescuing people from desert islands, hoping to find the one, the one, hoping to find your love match. And I know that it was you know all the way through they were sort of hinting at it, but for your first mate to actually literally be and i know this is spoiling it but it's just such a lovely story the fact that your first mate actually ends up being you your, your first mate <laughs> <laughs> your first mate yeah <laughs> like you're one and only you learn so much along the way though oh yeah you know meeting all these different people and going on dates uh you know plundering plundering ships and uh visiting taverns and mm. Um, and that, and that section in the middle where, you know, the first mate leaves to captain their own ship and- And you realise. And you realise yeah. that's, that's when you, you're literally just going through the motions, helping these people. You see a volleyball floating in the sea and you just don't give a shit. Like- Yeah, you don't even rescue it. And then you, then you find that, that treasure map. And it's literally a treasure map that the first mate has left. Yeah. And it's leading to the first ever island that you plundered and like um, puts so put, romantic. Hid, hid, you, hid your treasure together, and yeah, it's just a really lovely story. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, and especially because you could see that they've sort of taken that sailing sort of stuff from Dredge, you know, where it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't feel like you have to be too doing too much, you know, hoisting the main mainsail and all this sort of stuff. You no, can just focus just more on the the actual story and the conversations that you're having. And yeah, well, that's it. And and the way that they entwined like the the conversations and the sort of the dates that you were having with these people with the tra- travel time. Mm. Was, you know, you were you had something to do with your hands. You're guiding your ship through. You know, across across the the waters and, and navigating to the next place through reefs, but it's not and, yeah, yeah, but it's not so arduous a task that it distracts you from the conversation that's going on. Yeah, and 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 the real like the real interesting stuff of yeah, when you when you get there and you got to you know decode the treasure map, which says you know look for these certain landmarks and that sort of stuff, and yeah, the fact that you it goes from you know that um, sort of up and away view mm. to to stay there when you get off when you get off it just goes in a little bit but you still got that that sort yeah, of yeah that you're viewing it from above um, looking down view third person but you know quite high yeah feels very much yeah. like a zeldery sort of sort of view like original yeah i was trying Zola. to think of something to to compare it to that's probably fairly close yeah but didn't feel grid like it didn't feel grid like like zelda does no 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 like no. those was much earlier two d zeldas did yeah I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it was a cute little story. It was great. Yeah. Four or five hours. Yeah, good good fun. Didn't didn't ever say it's welcome. For sure. So my next game that I want to talk about is Tropical Limbo Universe. Mm. So someone has finally made a decent game about limbo. Yeah. Who would have thought that and VR and Limbo could actually work well together? I mean, it's interesting. You, you, yeah, you wouldn't think to try it, but when you actually think about it, it makes so much sense. You literally have to Limbo. In, like, it's like, so much you know. of it. Yeah, so much of it is about your head position. Yeah. 
Now, they the fact that they require you to sort of strap your, the sensors to your feet so that they can the, the uh, hands measure yep, the distance yep, yep. between your- Yeah. So, they can measure the distance between your feet and your head. It's, which is genius. Like, yeah. The most sort of important thing. Uh, it does mean they can't tell if you're cheating by putting your hands on the ground, but I guess that's just sort of the trade-off they had to make. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd take that any any day of the week if, if you yeah. can- um, you know, do do that amazing limbo limbo goodness of that's it, and and you know you're only cheating yourself, right? Like you you know if you've cheated to put your hands on the ground to get a good high score, but you can't cheat. You can't. You know the the game knows that your head is that much further back, and the angle between you you know your feet and your uh, your head is is correct for the game to uh, to to make yeah. sense and get under that. Uh, now you can cheat it. You can cheat it by if you wear your headset backwards. I think I, some people saw because then you're essentially bending your knees the other way, which is a lot easier. But you can't see. That's the problem. But then it's, it's very <laughs> difficult to see. You don't really exper- exactly. You don't really experience the game as it's supposed to be experienced uh, with but visuals and, and all those it, things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yes. Um, I mean, what I loved about this was just. They drop you on this amazing tropical island. Like, the environment work is just fantastic. Yeah. It really just feels like a party. Feels like a party going on. And when they get, you know, then they're like, all right, the limbo competition's starting. And you just want to join in. You you can tell that they took a lot of- a lot of that earlier VR sort of stuff that Job Simulator and Vacation Simulator, that team, what they, what they managed to do with it mm-hmm. in the, in the simplified, you know, the simplified models and all this sort of stuff in 3D, but just having it all about the gameplay and all about yeah. doing what you do best, which is limboing everywhere. Well, that's it. I, I love that, you know, obviously you have the limbo contest that sort of kicks it all off. Yep. It's basically the tutorial to the game, but then you have all these different things around the island where, yeah, your main mechanism for interacting with them is limbo. I mean- You have to limbo how, to how get How else places. are you going to get underneath that garage door that opened only halfway? Yeah, it's broken. you got to get in there and fix it. That's one of the tasks. Yeah. You know, you, you get to your job where you're working behind a counter and you have to limbo under the counter to get in there. How, how else are you going to do it? You don't have any arms. Like that, well, that's it because you the things are <laughs> things are strapped to your legs, um, and you are you know this is a world where nobody has arms, so don't need them. Yeah. Literally don't. I like you do I everything like with your that, feet. Yeah, I like then that they brought in some, you know some of the the non limbo gameplay in here, which is around like serving sort of coffee, kicking things. Yeah, like having to sort of do little soccer dribbling moves to to kick it back and forth and, and keep it going as you like pour it and drop the sugar in and then kick it over to the customer. Yeah. So yeah, like uh, and this is really where the universe comes in, right? Like yes, it's a limbo game. Yes, there's a lot of limbo in it, but it's more than just It's more than just a limbo game. Than just a limbo contest, you know. In fact, there there is like there is that um accessibility mode where you don't even have to do the limbo parts. You can just you know, do what you're what yeah. you're capable of. Like, yeah, it auto it auto limbo's for you, and uh, and you can just because experience of course, the story. like everyone should yeah. be able to experience the story. That everyone is- wants to be able to experience it. You, you, not everyone is flexible enough. I mean, I look, I had to turn that on for some of the later the later levels. 
Yeah, I mean, I swear, you you literally have to be Hermes Conrad to be able to do some of those- That's it. Those uh, limbo moves, like under the fridge. Oh, my God. No, that was- that was that was a bit rough. Uh, but, I mean, there are people out there who manage it. I don't know how. Search for Tropical Limbo Universe hard mode videos. You'll see some incredible contortionists out there who have managed to beat this game without turning yep. on the, the accessibility modes. And uh, wow. it's weird to watch. Oh, it's yeah, so It good. doesn't seem physically possible. but but um, and, yeah. and the fact that they, they actually did it with full camera on a green screen or all this sort of stuff. So, you could see them actually in the game and all this sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Really well done. Yeah. Um, let's- I'll go again. Nice, fun, light one. Magic Quantum Island. Oh, yeah. There's an interesting- I like the way that they kind of mixed the magic and science, you know, techno babble in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and when you start realising that as you're moving certain things over- on this side of the island, it's changing on the other side because they're quantumly entangled and, yep. like, so solving a puzzle on this side has basically fucked up the puzzle on the other side because- <laughs> Yes. Uh, and one thing that did bug me about this is that sometimes those puzzles were so far apart and you had to, like, move all the way over there to even realise what you'd done. Mm-hmm. Especially when you could only access it from that one- you know, you yeah. couldn't quite reach it because it was up too high and therefore you had to go back. Go all the way back. Move it just a little bit and yeah. then bring it down so now you can grab it. But um turns out that if you got, like, it, it only worked that way for a small amount of time if you found the um the video camera that you could set up as, a, as sort of like a, a drone saying, Hover about here and you see where it's actually at and then you see that you've actually put things into the right position. Yeah, they obviously knew that it was a problem. Uh, I mean, I just feel like they kind of brought it in a little bit too late. Like, they should have given you that pretty- like, a bit earlier, but that did definitely help. Um, you still had to, you know, when when there were some puzzles where you had to, like, move one thing on this side of the island and then move one thing on the other. Like, you, they still made you run back and forth. Mm-hmm. But wasn't the island beautiful? At least it, like, I mean, yeah, yes, yes. The it, it was a very it was very well made. It was a very well well made island. And look, the puzzles, apart from the running around stuff, were were really cool. Yeah, it's just that sometimes it felt like you know the fifteen minute travel time from one side to the other. You know, if it's that's it. And especially I mean, they you gave get, you- especially if you got sidetracked along the way with all the numerous side quests that you that you could have. Yeah, that's right. Well, you could unlock the, you know, the camps, break into the camps and climb up the tower to view more of your island. Yeah, but the weird, thing. the weird thing being that you you broke the camp on one side of the island and it had to go to the other one because that opened the tower on the other side. Because it opened the door. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, even then you had all that travel time. But, yeah. uh, but you're right. The island looked good. Um, they did give you some vehicles later on. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a shame- it was a shame it was mostly unpowered vehicles. Yes. Uh, you know, the skateboard really didn't work through like jungle, jungle yep. island. Yep. The, the, the BMX bike was a little bit better, obviously. Uh, the mountain bike was a lot better because, you know, as long as, you, as, long as, the, as long as the tires stay pumped up. As, yeah. As, well, and, yeah. And as long as the paths were, were you know, f- relatively free, clear. detritus and snakes and yeah. Exactly. Did you actually finish it in the end? 
Nah, uh, look, I um, I unlocked the like the the grappling hook. Yep, yep. The gadget that's like swing and yeah. aim, like yeah, again, yeah, yeah. they. I don't know why they didn't sort of just make it a fire out of a gun grappling hook. That comes yeah, to that, swing it. That and came let, later. Release it at the right time. Oh, see, okay. Again, I, I just feel like they really wanted to make you. They introduce feel something like it was, that's it was a little bit harder, it, it and then they give you the easy mode. Hard mode, yeah, easy mode. Okay. Hard mode, easy mode. Yep. No, nah, well, that, it was in between there then. It was in between getting the swing grapple that you had to release at the exact right time and hope it hooked onto something. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it sounds like the actual grapple gun. So, you know that, that map-like thing that you were given right at the very start? Did you did you complete that? Yeah. Or- no, uh, I mean, okay. I saw like it would add the different landmarks on yep. there so, and sort of would so color code them. When you get to the very end, you realize, holy shit, the whole map is just a massive Sudoku. <laughs> okay. So okay. that's why there were that like nine landmarks and here and then nine yeah. landmarks here. It was like, it was literally just they Sudoku. They really clustered but, them. Yeah. Okay. And so when you, and so you can have to complete. Like the puzzles in the right, and then everything becomes so much easier because <sighs> you realise, oh, it's mirrored over this axis because of you know the green because of, of the because of the, you know yeah. uh, this three down here meant you know was a mirror of this three up here, and that that's how it actually yeah. worked. Yep, right. So yeah, look, that makes it. I mean, I, yeah, again. I feel like it's one of these games where they really wanted to make you work for the answers. And look, that's fine. That's fine. I think it just bugs me a little bit for the types of the type of time I like to spend with these games. Yeah. So, um, but that's cool. Cool. Okay. Ben, what's your next one? Yeah. Uh, educational theme park dudes. <gasps> nice. So, this I thought was a fun take on- uh, the theme park style building management games. Yeah, but educational, obviously. Educational. So you had to sort of base your rides off of different school subjects. Yeah. Uh, different, you know, literature, books, book, you know, different literature. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, really, and teaching life skills for, for your patrons. That's it. And, and, and it was all about sort of making it that. You, teachers could bring their class to this place and still be teaching the kids something. Exactly. Uh, like read the fine print uh, when you when you sign something. <laughs> That's right, because you could still, as as is the you know bread and butter of these theme park games, build rides yeah. that essentially just kill the the riders. Um, interesting that they did they did allow you know some of the um some of the people you know to sue. Uh, your your theme park, uh, but if you had the clause in there that that basically they signed, you know, yeah, you had to make sure to get your lawyer, yeah, you know, to hire your lawyer early on and make sure the fine print was good. Mm. I made that mistake. I lost my theme park after, yeah. sp- after putting so many hours in, and i i hired I hired you know dodgy brothers lodge- lawyer, and yep. I knew fifty dollars was too cheap. <laughs> but you, when you're only in the early days of your theme park, you have to, you know, you have to have a balance there of saving costs. Uh, you can't afford the expensive lawyers. But, um, but yeah, you know, you, so you can still, so you're building roller coasters and they're having, you know, subliminal math problems flashed at them as they, you know, speed past them quickly. Two plus four. 
Yeah, exactly. Seven times six. That one I don't know on the fly. Um, 42. Yeah, now I'm doing it in my head while I'm talking. <laughs> and, of course, you know, teaching them the history. So, you can, you've got rides that are based around different historical events. And, and as I said, you know, you can you can create like the the Great Gatsby ride and in, in different, you know, literature. You've got a Romeo and Juliet ride, which is yeah. kind of an interesting one. Yeah, look, I thought it was a little bit a little bit of a fun diversion. Yeah. And and the fact that the the goals were not necessarily all around earning money, it was around how educated the yeah. the patrons are when, oh, they, definitely. when they leave. Yeah. Yeah, that was just a good wholesome game with some yeah. bloody murder. If you if you really felt like you wanted to go down there, if you mm. if you want to go that way, yeah. and and you know at least you you know that as the as the customers fall off the top of that roller coaster that that is just that ends in the middle of space, they know exactly how fast they're accelerating yep. uh, to Earth because you taught them on the way. Exactly, it's all about the journey and what you yeah. learned along the way. That's it. Uh, talking about things in space yeah rocket powered stick world tour oh okay now this was uh this was kind of an expanded game from a a smaller like a, a smaller game that was released yeah yeah it? it's it's uh the original game was stick world tour and now it's rocket powered yeah. stick world tour yeah um, yeah that's what i thought like it was like an old Flash game or something, yep. and then they, like, made it into a full-fledged thing. So, the idea was that they, they had this, um, like, sport that they'd created that involved a stick, and it was, you know, basically, you had two teams, each 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 team had a stick, and there was yep. a, a single ball, and you were, like, you know, knocking it between, between the two teams, but, yeah, your team only had one stick. So- Right, yeah, so it's- yep. It's not quite like hockey or lacrosse or the other. Yeah, you have one stick other for games your entire you have, team. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's it's less around passing the ball to the, between the people and, and more sticks, about, and more passing about passing the, the stick. stick. Yeah, yes, added some interesting strategy in there. Yeah, so this is because that, you can only touch the, the ball level. with the stick. Yeah. So, well, they made the stick rocket power exactly. Clearly, so, so it was easier to send off to someone, but harder to catch. That's right, and much easier to just put a hole through someone. Yes, and in fact, that seems to be the meta in in the ranked online um, oh, stuff. It's putting holes through your enemies, yeah, to because your yeah, essentially what what happens is they get disabled, kind of like in in Rocket League, how you know when you when you explode someone, they they have a little bit of a timeout before they come they get to come back in. Well, mm-hmm. in this case, um, yeah. That person has to be recloned, and that takes, um, you know, a little bit of time. It takes a bit of time. There, yeah, you've got less yeah. players on the field for that for that time. Not a, not as efficient as our cloning from a couple of episodes ago, but um, <laughs> it's still. Yeah, they come back just as strong. What 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 I do like is is the fact that you get to the end of end of some of those ranked games, and there's bodies everywhere. Like because yeah, I don't know how they did it, but that many rag dolls. Like, I mean, yeah, computers these days, you know, they can handle that that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like how they the the ragdolling was. I don't know if they like just really tweaked the friction and stuff. They were less slidey than you often see, so you would just get them really like clumping together, chunkily hanging hanging yep. off things, and 
Yeah. Uh, it made for a real scene of carnage when you when you finished the game. Yeah, especially it's, because it's there the were some space levels. So, you know, they kind of they kind of clumped together and created their own gravitational Their mass. own little gravitational pull, <laughs> yeah. Which meant which meant for great great ideas of how am I going to get the ball into the, into the net over there? Well, if I hit it over here and I get it to sort of accelerate as it comes around. Yeah. Like- well, and and what I loved were you know some of the moves that the rockets the rocket powered stick really added to the game because of course you can like trigger the rocket and send the stick over to your uh, you know your your teammate over the other side of the field. Yeah. Or you can trigger the rocket, hold on to the stick, and and propel yourself, or at least the player that you're controlling at that time, uh, you know, as far as they need to go. Yeah, risky, of course. Very you risky. You can get caught up in the in the you know the 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 backfiring, uh, the you know, the the flame of it. Uh, you can slam yourself into a wall if you accelerate too fast. You can let go of the um, stick, and then you've got to go over and get it. Like if you if you've if you've sent the stick. You, yeah. I remember seeing one ranked match, and they literally the best dodger I've ever seen of someone about to get the stick go right through, and they did this massive dodge, and yeah. it ended up all the way over the other side. Their stick ended up in their That's goal, it. and you know it they, leaves the other the other team just com- you know completely yeah helpless for, until they can retrieve and it running sure. with no goalkeeper. That's just. Like, we haven't even talked about the goalkeeper and what the goalkeeper can do yet. Basically, mm. you know, um, when the when the goalkeeper gets the stick, it doubles in size and gets two powerful rockets on it. Yes, yes. Only till they pass it gives off. You some, yeah. Gives you some, some amazing kind of rocket-powered spin a- attacks that you can yeah. do to just, like, deflect the deflect the ball as it's coming towards you. And- yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some great, it's again, great strategies required that when the other player is heading for your goal, if your stick's up the other end, like, you got to fucking aim that thing well to get it to your goalie or, you know, you're fucked. Yeah. Oh, I I really enjoyed it. Um, Shame that there's, you know, it's on the dark web only because, yeah, it came up against the same seven people every single time. But (laughs) yeah, there's not a great player base for it. the dark web isn't great for- They shouldn't have skill-based matchmaking right now. Like, yeah. there's just not enough people in there. No, no. It's weird. weird count as well, 7v7. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you managed to find another six people for your side. Oh, I had my, mainly bots. And you. Oh, okay. Remember? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you remember, remember Kevin- Played for a bit. Kevin was, um, was a bot. That's R- what? Yeah. Kevin was a bot? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realise- that's so funny. Yeah. Well, the bots are pretty good then. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a pretty good conversation for quite a while. Powered by yeah, well, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that they brought in the, uh, yeah, the AI generated chat. I guess when it's text chat. Uh, yeah. No voice it, chat here. It's don't need it. less, <laughs> it's less uh, obvious. Yeah. Wow. Um, I have to reevaluate a few things now. I told Kevin, really go along with Kevin. Hmm. Didn't you invite him to, to drinks next week yeah. at your place? Yeah. And he accepted. <laughs> That's weird. I mean, I guess when someone invites you to drinks, you're statistically likely to accept. 
I think that's the end of tonight's episode. <laughs> that is. Thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. If you want to find all of our previous episodes, go to podchester.com slash Bitstorm. Leave us a review. Let us know what dark web games you've been playing recently. Maybe we've missed some. Yeah. Uh, but make sure you send it as a onion link or whatever. Yeah. We only use Tor. Got to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, that's, uh, that song is called Man to Find Some of the Album Containment Failure by the band Kuradust. It can be found on the normal internet, not the, not the dark web, uh, no. at com, and it's free. Unlike most of the stuff on the dark web where it costs an arm and a kidney. These episodes <laughs> cost, <laughs> these episodes cost us a lot. Uh, that's right. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Fuck you, Kevin. Lied to me. Chat GPT, motherfucker.